Welcome to the Ask a Spiritual Director podcast, a podcast of question and exploration for all things related to the spiritual life and spirituality. I'm Samuel Ogles. And I'm Kimberly Pelletier. Welcome to season three. Rather than exploring one question per episode, as we've done in the first two seasons, we're taking this entire season to explore one question in depth. And that question, what does healing look like in 2020? What can healing look like in marriages and partnerships in 2020 yeah. <laughs> or ever? I'm excited about this episode. Uh, I feel like hosts always say that, but I really am because it's so different for us. So we have a special guest today. It was Jeff Pelletier, and you may recognize the last name. Jeff and Kimberly are married uh, to each other. Um, All right. And so Jeff is also, I should say, um, the hidden partner in our podcast. He's our amazing um, producer and does all things behind the scenes and gets the episodes up and out. So we're grateful to him in many ways. He works harder than both of us. Yeah, that's not even a joke. It's true. (laughs) No, it's not. That's right. We're pulling back the curtain. The almighty eyes is coming out. (laughs) We'll see how almighty it is. But um I, this is good. This is a lighthearted beginning to this episode, which because it's such a serious um, topic, I think, for a lot of people. But we're tackling healing mm-hmm. in marriages and um, you know, committed partnerships and what that looks like. And so Jeff is joining us and um, I'm going to kind of try to facilitate the conversation today for um, this topic. And we're kind of using Jeff and Kimberly, obviously, um, and their story um, as kind of a, a focal uh, lens um, for this question. And uh, it, I should note up front, um, you know, that uh, there's no, um, there's no like memoir out about Jeff and Kimberly's uh, marriage. <laughs> uh, they're not international speakers on this topic or anything like that. But in some ways, I feel like that's more powerful because it's just, it's just a real world example um, of the the journey of your love and commitment to each other and and what that has mm-hmm. entailed and so we're going to get to touch on some of the high level things obviously we can't go mm-hmm. into um everything nor would that be especially interesting for everyone listening but we're going to touch on some of the high level things in your journey and then um get into the work of what has healing looked like and what lessons have you learned so mm-hmm. um either of you could kind of take it away but what let me just pose what are Can you paint a picture for us of your journey? You've been married about uh, over a dozen years now. Um, So paint a picture for us of of what your journey has looked like and kind of what that has entailed that's been surprising in milestones. Hmm. Yeah. So the big, maybe very sweeping 30,000 foot thing here. Our first 10 years were the hardest. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I say that. I'm like, yeah, that was just the hard. That was the hardest. which is no small thing when you're living through it. But our the big sweeping, you know, within our first um, year, I had a lot of trauma arise mm-hmm. in my body and had to step out of the work world for a while and get some significant help. Mm-hmm. Uh, not long after that, um, because of some choices of Jeff's, we went through a difficult, painful um, separation. Mm-hmm. Um, not long after that, after we got back together, we... Our first child was stillborn, so we buried him. 
And throughout kind of a smattering of that, there was some significant job loss and thus financial loss. Mm -hmm. And we lost our first home. Um, So there was just a lot of loss. And that was just like a smattering (laughs) throughout the other things that felt like something else. Um, Me and my personality and all the challenges, I dealt with a lot of anger and rage. And so that was directed primarily at Jeff. Um, through a lot of that time and was very hurtful for him. And most recently, um, well, recently meaning the last three years, so we've been married 13 years. So after that decade of a lot of that healing, um, Jeff, um, you know, our our faith paths, let's just say, have diverged and Jeff left our shared faith. Mm-hmm. And so we've had to reimagine um, what life looks like after, after that significant change. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been... I would say it has not been anything like I ever thought marriage would look like. And it was like from the beginning. I mean, from like from the beginning. Everyone's like, that first year. I'm like, that first year was hell. So, um, yeah, it's much, much different and better now than it was then. But in all aspects. But that's the 30,000-foot kind of sweeping view um, without going into the tentacles of all that. Obviously, trauma, separation, rage, stillbirth, job loss, money, you know, all those yeah. things can have every every one of those could have a book, but, you know. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jeff, that seems accurate. Anything you would add to that list? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it, it has been a, a long journey. So, yeah, just thinking back, like, I'm sure there's stuff in there, but, like, that pretty much uh, gets the highlights um, mm. without, <laughs> yeah, like... Because yeah, there's there's probably stuff in there that that quote unquote normal things would be like, wow, that's a big deal. Like yeah. owning but four different houses just, over the time yeah, we've moved fun. several yes. times. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, yeah, moving. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah, so enough that's like, oh, that's just a little bump in the road. So yeah, yeah. So I think that definitely hits the the the, the highlights or lowlights. Yeah, however, however that be. Every time okay. we hit an anniversary, we were like. Oh, it's only been that long. <laughs> mm, Feels mm-hmm. like it's been a lifetime, which is probably not a great sign or a great thing to say. But at some point, you just get really honest and you're like, damn, this is hard. Yes. <laughs> Are we sure it hasn't been 40 years? <laughs> so anyways, yes. yeah. Yeah, I hear you on that. So so I, let me ask probably the obvious um, question or or say what's probably obvious for people listening is like well you made it like you're or you are making it maybe we should say it's an ongoing mm-hmm. process um but you're here and you're actually able to at least now in some sense laugh about some of this journey mm-hmm. so you're looking back on this what i'm i'm assuming healing has taken place right in some way for you for you guys do you think healing has it been um is it an event that happens mm. for each of these things? Is it a series of events or a process? How do, how do each of you interpret that? And maybe you have different views on that, but I'd be curious to know. I'll answer like Jeff often does. Yes. <laughs> I'll ask, <laughs> is it this or that? Or what do you want to do? Yes. Yeah. It definitely is. You know, there are events. It's a, it's a series of events, right? It's a, processes. And these events seem to be very... Sometimes they feel really big and I can connect them to like the bigger story, but most often it feels like these events are extraordinarily mundane. Like mm. I reacted, chose to react differently about something really minor that happened in the kitchen <laughs> mm. or um, 
I mean, they're just, I mean, like when I say extraordinarily mundane, I really mean so mundane. Somebody from the outside wouldn't know, but those kind of things that in a relationship you're so close and you're so used to those tender or explosive dynamics that you know, you both know when it was just different that time. And boy, was that a relief. And boy, did that feel good. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe that's more of an outcome of healing, but it's both an outcome and a fruit of healing. Because some of the healing has been, you know, healing prayer, uh, you know, for me, or um, or reading certain books and shifting in perspective or going away on in solitude and getting some ideas, um, healing in my body, mm-hmm. healing in trauma for Jeff. He went through, I mean, you can speak more to that, but our season of separation was a big season of healing for you. Maybe you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely think, uh, at least for me, my experience with uh, a lot of the the uh, points we just talked about were very much a uh, a season at best, um, and not a necessary or necessarily uh, event or something that happened. I mm. read something a book or something that you know kind of really was definitive. Uh, it was just much more of a slow moving process. Um, and it's mm-hmm. only after looking back, maybe uh, um, in certain certain circumstances, where like, okay, that specific uh, time together was significant or or that specific conversation, but even that, it's still, I think it's, it's, it's an ongoing process. So uh, mm-hmm. it's almost frustrating, yeah, because it feels like, you know, you can want to get somewhere and, and realize you're not there or not even close. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, months, days, weeks, you you like oh my gosh life is so much better and you're like oh I'm here uh, hmm. so mm-hmm. so yeah I I think healing uh, as a very broad stroke uh, term uh, definitely falls in that category for, again at least for me that uh, it's very yeah. much a a slow process um, and one that maybe takes a little bit more reflection to 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 kind of see the the pieces that pulled it all together and rather than just trying to like. Right. This is what I'm going to do to heal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And that's what I'm hearing you say, too, is it's actually kind of an unseen process yeah. um, that's kind of happening yeah. all along the way, which which doesn't mean it's um, doesn't mean it's a process without intentionality or commitment to it. Like, I don't think. Right. I'm not hearing you say, like, you can just lean back. Yeah. And it'll. Happen. Yeah. And, and I will say uh, some of that does come out of my personality. So there is probably a part of that. <laughs> That there, uh, if I uh, should all over myself, a term I like to say, <laughs> like I should yeah. be doing this, I should be doing that. Like I, th- there could be an active part to it um, that's just not my propensity to to like really dig in and like get after it, so to speak. And so, mm-hmm. um, so there is an aspect of that where I think that um, you know uh, there are times that it could like even from the beginning, like not necessarily willfully uh, holding back from doing some self introspection, but, but, uh, but yeah, I definitely could have availed myself to some tools that, that could have uh, hastened the process or, or eliminated <laughs> some of the pain, but you know, that's, yeah, the, that's the beauty and the curse of life that we learn best yeah. through all those times. Right. Well, and it's, I think what's one thing that's so important about what you just said is that it's this, um, it's more 
difficult because it's a process. Um, and I, I think in spiritual direction, I guess in my own experience, I often have directees who are kind of looking for the sign or the thing mm. that's um, going to be like the answer. And and I was speaking with one the other day who was so clearly kind of like um, ready for the solution to come along to kind of heal this problem. And and kind of excited about it and was like, you know, here it is. And I, I've kind of really found it. And I think that's just kind of human nature to mm. be looking for, oh, this is going to be the difference. This is going to be the yeah. difference. But the truth of the spiritual or just human life, I guess, um, is that it's often not. It's often just the slow, steady, unseen work that's going on mm-hmm. um, all the time. So I like that you can identify that, um, honestly. But w- I guess, I mean, you guys have been through a number of seasons of healing. Is there a stance for either of you or, um, yeah, maybe a stance is the best way to say it. Is there a stance that is conducive to that healing Mm. that opens you to that healing? You know, is it, is it a choice? What is the intentionality that you can bring to that work in your own experience? Yeah, I would, my first thought in that is humility. I mean, and that's not as someone I've really spent a lot of time thinking and writing mostly for myself um, around the idea of humility, especially as someone who's lived through some significant traumas and just had to heal through that. And I'm often, and I mean, you know, I don't know. If we look at, if we look at largely the teaching on humility, right? We always think about someone going down, right? Versus raising themselves up, um, which is half of the story or maybe a lot of the story for a lot of people. But for those of us who have been pushed down a lot, sometimes humility is coming up, right? It's often talked about like mm. a right estimation of oneself, like a correct estimation. Yeah. And so for those places for us that are have been made too low through trauma, abuse, words, um, they need to be raised up. And those places where we've overcompensated and put ourselves too high, you know, for because of insecurity, they do need to be brought low. And so there's this um, both and in that. And so that humility, when I say that, um, it's both a, you know, I need to have some sort of a willingness to listen to this other person in their actual lived experience of me and the way that I'm perpetuating pain, um, discord, uh, you know, lack of just lack of peace and lack of working together. Right. So I have to listen. I also need Mm -hmm. to listen to myself and my own story and where am I not actually showing up as myself? Where do I need healing? Because I've, for me, within trauma, have pushed down parts of myself and feel too low and actually perpetuates mm-hmm. my own anger and my own way of acting in a non-humble way. And so I know there's kind of a mm. lot in that in that sentence um, or in that idea. But um, yeah, yeah this, the, the true pushing into humility is a virtue from the longstanding sense. Um, you know, I've read... Mm-hmm reading Aquinas and reading other, uh, you know, like church fathers and this long idea of what humility has looked like in the church is actually really healing and really helpful for me. And I think, cause it helped, mm. it has helped me really show up, I guess. And so that maybe that's another one of mm. those, um, what's the word you look for? Oh, um, a stance, the humility and the, uh, the, yeah. the presence, right. I need to be awareness, I guess, mindfulness and, um, meditation, like that mindfulness, that mindful awareness of my own self. Mm-hmm. So I can see, um, which is, it, it's so coupled with humility, 
So I have to be able to even just see myself for mm-hmm. what I am rather than my idea, <laughs> my idea of what I think I am um, and how I am mm-hmm. in this relationship, I, how I think I'm experienced versus how I am experienced. And maybe this is a good part to time to bring in our Enneagram numbers because I'm an Enneagram one and um, mm-hmm. how ones can be experienced <laughs> is, you know, can be very different than what they think, right? How they think they're experiencing their mm-hmm. anger or their criticism or whatever can seem very normal or right you know, in their own mind. Um, but totally. that is not, <laughs> that is not how they're experienced by other people by and large. And Jeff as an Enneagram nine, I mean, has a whole different way of being in the world than I do. And so maybe you can talk about that, what your stance has been as a healing process. Uh, my number is actually 11. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yes. 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 Of the I'm too, too better. You transcend. Yeah. <laughs> too better than nine. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know if I have a stance. Yeah. That seems so like, yeah. That's why the one went first. I have a stance. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> um, I mean, right, right. I think, uh, it's probably cliche or, or just kind of like, uh, uh like, yeah. But maybe not. <laughs> it's, it's you know the yep. typical thing of um, you know you can only heal yourself. You can't heal others. <laughs> um, so kind of like the uh, going back to my Bible times, the uh, back in the it, day, to take out the, uh, the 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 log in your eye versus taking out the speck in somebody else. So um, mm. you know, and I have historically uh, struggled with you know being very good at uh, figuring out what those logs are and maybe making um, more telephone poles out of uh, things that aren't such as big mm. a problem. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, uh, shame, guilt uh, are, are big parts of my story. So, uh, so that being said, just uh, doing my part, um, knowing what I can what I, you know, like the things that I'm responsible for, taking responsibility for, and then stuff that I'm not um, able to control or heal or <laughs> to address, you know, to try to separate mm-hmm. that. And that's 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 incredibly hard, mm-hmm. uh, especially when um, it feels so victim-y to, <laughs> to myself. Uh, and, you know, in that wanting to, um, you know, either pity party or feel justified in, in just uh, not having to move forward. So, um, so yeah, that stance, what is that stance? What am I getting at? Um, basically, yeah, just that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's my part. And I think a piece too, um, uh, in my journey is, is very much, uh, like what are the messages, um, that's feeding, um, any particular behavior thoughts, beliefs or whatever. Mm. And, um, uh, in Mm. some experiences I've had, uh, you know, being asked where was that first time it showed up? Um, and, and then trying to figure Mm -hmm. out like how young are those messages and how long have I been sitting with it? So, um, so yeah. So what what is the stance? Let's get back to the question. Uh, yeah, it's self-awareness, self-awareness. Yeah. And that part really trying to understand where, where things are coming from, um, Mm. and why, um, why things come out sideways and and stuff like that. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. really good. I I would add to that too. The, yeah, uh, this is a stance that like, we're both working toward the same thing. 
And like your partners, what they're mm. fighting in their own right, like in their own story, um, it may not be exactly what you want them to be fighting right now. <laughs> like, I really wish you were working on this issue mm -hmm. because this issue bothers me the most, right? <laughs> but what's moving in them is a little bit yeah. different maybe at that time. And it will come together and it is going to make sense and it is going to affect the relationship positively overall and their healing journey if they're pursuing that. But mm. I don't get to decide <laughs> what their exact progression is based on how it's affecting my life, right? And so really seeing that mm. that good in them and like they are doing work. I think it's kind of one of the the gifts of intimacy is like as hard as it can be is that you really can see when someone is making a shift ever so tiny that somebody else couldn't notice because they're not as intimate. And so that little shift, it's mm. kind of like, you know, the the princess and the pea or whatever, you know, the pea that's under all the mattresses, right? Like you just really can yeah, feel those. Right. You're just sensitive to those things because, because they're a big deal, you know, for them and for you and, and, and to acknowledge that, or at least to, to give um, patience and grace to that as those things are moving. If, if your partner is in a place of, of growing mm. and changing and um, seeking to heal because it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And if all you're doing is harping on the things yeah. that they're not doing because it's not affecting you enough, um, that's hard. That It just, it gets to the beating down, right? Um, so that's something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hear you saying a few things there, but two that stick out are yeah. appreciation. Uh, maybe three that stick out. Appreciation is one. Um, mm. Compassion, maybe, for what what they might be dealing with, like whatever's um, kind of your partner's Mm -hmm. stance or mindset or whatever um and the other one i think is super important especially for us body types on the enneagram mm -hmm. is like a lack of control like a giving up of control of like oh, i can't make them do the work right that i see as right so right right now and it's um, worth acknowledging yeah yeah we often feel really <laughs> yeah, entitled to that that's really good and their first one, appreciation, I'll just acknowledge the utter difficulty of that when you're in so much pain. I mean, like we had so many years of so much pain that was mm -hmm. so sensitive. Like the idea of appreciation was like nauseating to me because I'm like, that means I'm just giving in to mm -hmm. all these ways I'm being hurt. And like, I mean, I'm talking years. So we could go years without appreciating, you know, because it can just feel, I mean, sometimes yeah. we are stuck in so much pain. So I want to just acknowledge that that can be really difficult. And even if it's just an internal stance that quite can't be acknowledged within the relationship yet, it can be a helpful place for your own mind to go, right? Even if it's like, I'm not yeah. ready to do that within the relationship yeah. because it's just not in a good place right now. I can't quite get there too toxic, too whatever, fine. Yeah. But like even just in your own mind to be able to like, I need to acknowledge that. I need to have some place where I have yeah. some sort of positive thought about this partner <laughs> that I'm with. So, yeah. So one thing that occurs to me listening to you guys' story, I mean, you've been through a lot, as you've said, um, separation, loss of a home, loss of a child, um, some very serious things. So obviously there are relationships that have gone through more and have held together and there are relationships mm -hmm. that have gone through a lot less mm -hmm. and haven't held together. And so I think, yeah, uh, that's the wrong question. The, t the question I'm tempted to ask is like, well, what do you think? Um, are there things that mm -hmm. relationships can't come back from? But maybe that's unfair mm -hmm. to other people's stories. Let me change the question to say what... Why do you think your relationship mm. bent but didn't break um, 
for each of you? And maybe Jeff, yeah, that's a good question. I'm curious what your um, are. On yeah, that. especially uh, you know, uh, even before you know the whole uh, enneagram craze hit hit the streets. You know, we <laughs> we we often you know just yeah. from a very maybe uh, even more archaic system, um, the yin and the yang. <laughs> uh yeah we were uh, like wow uh-huh. we are just two 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 ships sailing mm. sailing on the sea and sometimes they uh sometimes they they come together uh <laughs> so um yeah, yeah it's sometimes it's a mystery uh but but yeah i think um i, I mean I, I guess i just speak for myself uh um going to another different uh um I know Kimberly hates when I say the Enneagram is like a personality. <laughs> it's like more nuanced than that. But like yeah, when I try it. to explain it to people, it's like, well, it's it's like that, but it's different. Uh, but yeah, just uh, loyalty is just a, yeah, a high uh, virtue or uh, characteristic that's um, been ingrained in me for um, some, some purpose. <laughs> and I feel like that... Um, that mm. that very much kind of undergirds a lot of um, my relationships, uh, and then just marriage in general, uh, or sp- specific. <laughs> I only have one marriage. Um, <laughs> I was going to say in general. <laughs> uh, we do not live in Utah. Um, oh. <laughs> let's strike that from the record. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why it's going to be an interesting. Uh, it's either going to get good ratings or uh, your your uh, yeah. listenership is going to quickly drop. Um, wow. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, no. I uh, there's there's an aspect of of just uh, sticking sticking it through uh, um, and doing what it takes uh, to just to really dig in. And there I, times, even still, it's just I have no idea what that means. I don't have any clue how to do it. Uh, I just know I I just d- don't want to go anywhere. So um, yeah. So for me, I think it's just that um, mm-hmm. almost stubbornness of like not giving up and just um, and not so much like fear fear of failure, but mm-hmm. just like there's got to be a way. I think that's something that that often just whenever conflict or trouble or challenge comes my way uh, there's just something in me that says there is a way forward um and i'm gonna try to figure out what it is <laughs> so um uh, mucking through it uh, a lot of times but yeah. but um but yeah i think it's just that attitude of of you know i'm i'm here to stay yeah well i feel i feel like um a really old word old old school word for that is like constancy i think if that's mm. a word yeah uh, but it, i the modern word that comes to mind is grit like yeah. what you're describing mm. like just um um yeah just like sticking it out and remaining committed to it yeah um yeah that's great what yeah. kimberly what's your take on that what's your why or, or one key why yeah for you? you know um and I know everyone has a different heritage in their family as far as, you know, did they grow up in a, a, a home that worked through things or, you know, was a broken mm. home, you know, all of these. Things. Yeah. yeah. Um, or yeah, stayed in, but it wasn't a healthy. There's so many different ways. And there's a way in which I think that there is part of just my family and the way that like, this is what you do. I'm not saying all the marriages, uh, you know, in front of, you know, in my ancestry were 
healthy or they, you know, did all the right things yeah, by any sure. stretch. But like when we got married, I remember in our front row of, of our wedding, you know, we're like the, I mean, not like most important as in ontologically, these people are more important than the other people, but you know, like your parents, grandparents, yeah, you know, yeah. the most close relationships, they sit. And in those, in that two, you know, the front row on each side, there was 169 years of marriage represented there still living at the time. Wow. And now, you know, since then, in the last 13 years, people have died and whatever. But it was it was significant to me, and it just stuck. It stuck with me. And I remember counting it out a few days before our marriage. I was like, wow, there's 169 years of marriage. Um, and there, I think there's something in that. Um, and like, this is, this is what, this is what you do. Um, so there is a part of that. Like you said, that grit of like, and I, I mean, my parents went through a really, really long separation in their marriage at one point, tw- two, twice, <laughs> I'll say two times they did that. Um, and mm. and so I, I watched that as well. And, and some of it was when we were married, actually. So it wasn't, I didn't watch all of that during our own time. But even when we were separated, um, I didn't wear my wedding ring um, because I could mm. not in my heart. I don't even know if you know this. Um, Jeff, I'm looking at Jeff as I say that. Um I couldn't wear it. I didn't feel like I had it within me to commit to him. I just didn't know what was going to happen. It depended a lot on mm. his choices and a lot on his own healing, um, or at least his choices toward healing, right? Um, and But I put on this other ring that was kind of just symbolic of my fidelity to God. Um, and I actually had someone confront me mm. um, in, my, in our marriage separation and said, you know, how dare you not wear your wedding ring? You're this and that. You know, and I was very, it was a, it was a mentor mm. in my life. Um, I was in graduate school, so somebody in that space, and as, as a believer and all that. And I was wow. I was shocked <laughs> at that confrontation. And I said, my wedding ring is not, and even my marriage vows in some ways to Jeff are not holding me where I'm at right now. I'm like, my fidelity to God and the vows that I made before God are what's holding me here right now. And I need mm. a daily reminder of that. Mm. And my wedding ring, quite frankly, is just not enough to hold me in. Um, and so it actually just transcended mm. something way beyond me and Jeff. Um, because at the time, it just wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wasn't enough to hold. And so mm-hmm. I ended up going on a solitude retreat in that time. And it really shifted. And I you know, sensed the Spirit speaking to me and how I would kind of go through the rest of that separation. And eventually, we did get back together and renewed our vows and all of that. Um, but yeah, I think there's something in both the, you know, the family history and then in my own fidelity to to God and God's work. Um, and eventually I did put my wedding rings back on and, and all of that. Mm. But um, it was thin. Mm. <laughs> it was really thin at times. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's, a, I guess, a different um, different shape of kind of the, a similar mm-hmm. answer in terms of commitment, right? Some sort of um connection uh commitment right. to what you'd promised in some sense and your original yeah. intention and there could have been choices he made sorry to say i just want to say for people who you know there could have been choices that he made in that process that would have dissolved it right there that's very possible it's not that every single marriage forever should yeah. keep going um some people won't Right. Right. It's not that white knuckling. Yes. That's not what saves it. Right. We both have to participate in the healing and make the choices to move forward that, but I can only do my own. And so I'm very aware of like, there are marriages that both people aren't doing that. And then like, what do you, you know, there's other choices to be made, but I just want to mention that. Oh, that's good. That's a good caveat. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm listening to your story. Uh, I mean, it occurs to me, I, I resonate, um, you know, insofar as I too am married and coming up on not even quite half the time, um, that you guys have been married, but already it's kind of like, wow, this is hard. Like <laughs> this is hard. And for us, like the first year was actually really hard. And I, I'd say mm-hmm. it's gotten a little easier every year since but i remember people coming up and being like oh you're in the honeymoon phase and i was like oh god i hope not <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um no yeah this it has to get better so you know for us like we kind of hit it that right after getting married i had someone mm-hmm. tell me around that time maybe slightly before i forget but basically like marriage is going to amplify whatever's already there before mm. like it kind of gets where and that has been true in my experience but um, I'm curious your take. I, I think of lots of other um, maybe newer relationships or earlier relationships that aren't at that deeply committed level yet. They're dating or they just met or something like that, that are encountering problems. Mm. Um, and maybe this is beyond our, our area of expertise, but like, do you, would you, do you think the work of healing is this kind of like deep healing? Should you commit to that in that kind of a relationship? Or is it like, Hey, it's hard enough, even when you you are like infatuated with each other up to the altar. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. What's your what's your take on that? Mm. And or maybe just reflect on like your experience. Like, was it pretty easy up until like getting married? Yeah, Jeff and I are motioning back and forth. And so I'm I'm going yeah, to start on this one, right? Right. That's a tough one because I actually I've actually reflected on that a lot, especially in the mm-hmm. years when it was like. This potentially was not a good choice. I mean, I definitely, we haven't, Mm. (laughs) don't know that we plan on talking about that here, but like there was definitely some time when I was like, you know what? I, we probably could have made better choices on who we married. Mm. I, I think we both Mm. have had thoughts around that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the whole like, uh, doppelganger or uh what's what's the soulmate you know, soulmate yeah. kind oh. of thing yeah yeah like, yeah uh yeah i just don't know if there's like one person out there right we, we wouldn't yeah. yeah i don't think either right. of us really adhere to that but then at the same time then you go well then maybe i could have chosen a little better along the way yeah, right. you know someone if it's all relative. right if it is <laughs> and someone who's whose challenges and places of growth didn't so perfectly fit with what hurts me so perfectly, right? Because there's a way in which it's like, oh man, that is terrible. The way like, are you ever going to grow in this area or am I going to live in perpetual pain? Um, And so Mm -hmm. there's this, yeah. So all of that has caused me to reflect on that question because we did have issues in our dating time and, and we did have to work through things. And Having watching my parents having to work through stuff, they were they weren't separated at the time, but they had separated a few years before that, and then they actually separated again after we got married, um, and they're they're married now, mm. um, you know, forty some years, but and and mm-hmm. committed, uh, you know, to that obviously. But I was watching them and thinking, well, then you know, it's just this is what it is. So hard work was already part of my yeah. framework, and so when dating was hard work, I thought, well, that's just how it yeah. is. Um, and so I don't know if there's a right or a wrong. Actually, in that, I just think that's probably indicative of where you're going. So don't think it's going to yeah. change. You know, like if it if you are having these per, per, persistent snags, I'll say, um, just just know that you're probably going to continue having those persistent snags. Don't expect anything 
to change. They will, like you use the word amplified, they're, they're going to be amplified and yeah. it's going to be hard. So, you know, yeah. you get to choose. There isn't going to be that. I mean, we all say that it's not going to be perfect and it's not, um, but some people are probably going to make it harder than others. I think that's probably a reality. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I, yeah. Definitely had similar thoughts. Like, you know, the typical like grass is greener <laughs> kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Right. Like you think through it and you're like, okay, there's enough uh, times in my life that it turned out worse or, you know, it's just uh, different, you know? So mm-hmm. um, it's, it's probably not good to dwell too much on the, um, you know, well, this, uh, this person, um, you know, is not gonna quite work out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, there is, I think, um, I think relationships when entering into a deep, meaningful relationship, uh, I think having that, uh, awareness or commitment or even just starting off with like, we're going to enter this and it's going to create, um, ripples, uh, just by the nature of, uh, the intimacy, uh, and the the gift that it is for somebody else to see <laughs> your blind spots and your propensities that you're either not able to see or unwilling to see or mm-hmm. just so ingrained that it just seems like second nature. So um, mm-hmm. there may be things that um, that would be like red flags or or like, yeah, I'm just not um, wanting to go <laughs> that route, which I think you know, it's, it's probably legit. Um, but just know that it's kind of, you're trading one, one thing for another. Um, and Mm -hmm. it may just Mm -hmm. be further down the line that the, the thing that gets really hard is, is kind of discovered or, or kind of having to work through. So, um, just, I guess maybe kind of go, go into it knowing that like, um, yeah, there's going to be challenges and it's, you know, an opportunity um, rather than, you know, just like, oh, this is the wrong. Why did I get myself into this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that, with that, I mean, even in the unsolicited advice from the Enneagram one here, it's like, <laughs> if you're in that position, you just, you know, you love, you really love, like, are very interested in this person. I mean, because we went through a breakup. We broke up on my birthday. How awful is that? <laughs> and then we got back oh, together man. a few days later. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. Like if we just really liked each other, there was just a lot of issues, but we just really liked each other, and and that waxed and waned (laughs) through the through parts Mm -hmm. of marriage for sure. But um, like if two people are are teachable and committed and willing to do the healing work, you know, I mean, if if someone's not committed to doing the healing work, then don't don't get in it. You're you're in for it, and you're in for that forever. (laughs) <laughs> like, you know, if they're willing to do the healing work and grow and commit, then then good things can come with a lot of hard work, time, yeah. all the stuff, all the things, all the unknowns. But there's just that big piece seems to be the like the kind of the linchpin. Yeah. You know? So maybe that's a good direction to to head here with our last few minutes of the conversation. Um, the healing work. Uh, you know, in a relate we're talking about healing in this um marital or very committed relationship, this partnership, right? And so I, I picture like a bridge kind of connecting two mm. individuals, like literally connecting them. Um, and so that is, I guess my question is, um, is healing 
interpersonal, right? Between these, between you, is it on this relationship, this thing between you, or is it personal? How would you divide Mm -hmm. that work? How much of it is yours, Jeff, to do internally, you Mm -hmm. know, or Kimberly? um, And how much of it is the work that you're doing together on something almost kind of outside of yourself? Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a good question. And definitely, uh, it's both, I think, um, for sure, (laughs) obviously, because, like I said, from the outset, like, you know, the healing process is very much, you can heal yourself, you can't heal the other person. Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's a relationship and there, 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 there's that part that needs to come together. And honestly, that's the piece. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I wish I had, uh, uh, more wisdom and, uh, and history to say, this is what we've done. That's worked. Awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah. I think, Definitely counseling uh, was a huge piece uh, and a, a definitely a great tool uh, for that, um, both for mm-hmm. myself and then f- f- for in our marriage. Um, but yeah, I think um, uh, a good chunk of, of at least in my mind, uh, of, our, of our journey has been a lot of work that I've done internally with um, the help of, you know, a bunch of different things, uh, whether it be counseling, uh, there's this men's group I was a part of and, um, the crucible project might be worth oh, putting gonna, on the we're notes. Put like a full on plug. I don't know. I, it's, it was so helpful for our yeah, marriage it was, as well. Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's yeah. this thing, uh, link, it'll be linked in the show notes. Or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what you say. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, so yeah, just different experiences, uh, of, of, of understanding of, of transformation. Um, but yeah, but the, the interpersonal piece, honestly, yeah, that's the one that's a little more, uh, fuzzy for me. Uh, but definitely I think is a, is a needed uh, part of the equation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have a little more control at least over like committing to the personal, the intra personal, right? Like what's going on within yourself. You have more control committing to that, but yeah, kind of going back to what you said, Kimberly, like, gosh, I, I wish you would focus on this thing for my benefit, <laughs> right? Right, um, right. But not being able to choose that, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and which is, you know, legitimate. I mean, there are places, there are times, like, if something was going on with my trauma and I'm working through, and I'm working through it, I'm owning it. I feel like owning, kind of going back to that question, that, you know, the question of um, what are, like, the the elements, like a stance you have to have, like ownership, which I think Jeff talked a lot about, right? We have to own our own stuff. Um, so I'm working through it, but there's ways in which something he does like really deeply triggered me at the time or something like, I've got to mm-hmm. be like, I really could use your help. Ultimately, I still need to stay in my own work. Um, mm-hmm. But if you could help me here or we could avoid this for a little while, you know, I mean, there are times we have, mm-hmm. we have gone without interpersonal work at all because you just get exhausted. I mean, when, when you have mm-hmm. a stretch, I mean, when we've gone through all these different things, like, oh, we just would go through stretches where I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. And then there's spaces where we go back in and we deal with that. But all of it, we're always kind of, I think both of us have been mindful of our, of that personal work in counseling and for me in prayer. And, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it kind of leads me to a part of that, I think, di- differentiating the, the personal and the interpersonal, because especially in the last three years, which I imagine people are pretty curious about, if you want to know the truth, which I get questions about, is our faith change, right? As Jeff was 
in the Christian faith oh, yeah. for 30 years, right? And then leaves, and half of that was spent working in a church. And so people are, you know, I have, I even have a, a group, I don't know if you know this, I have a, like a, a private Facebook group where I have other people who are living yes. through this. Yeah, like, um, how do I? Yeah, give a plug. What's it's it called? It's called Loving Those Who Are Leaving the Christian Faith. And it's just, which is a long title, because if somebody has a better one, who are leaving the Christian faith. It's a private group. You have to ask to be in and all that. Um, and if you got a shorter name, let me know because I'm Good ready stuff. for a smaller one. Um, and I'm in and out of there because of my own need for being in and out of Facebook, uh, you know, off sometimes. But there's a group there, you know, and people mm-hmm. encourage each other or talk about like, how do you deal with this? And how do you deal with that? Um, and so what was I saying in that? So that work of like all that work we've done of both separating our work and then working together has really impacted the way I think we've journeyed through this. And and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Jeff. Um, but this work of differentiation, um, which is like a healthy piece, like psychologically, mm. like I am secure and okay, um, which both has spiritual work, um, but also psychological work, um, and it impacts my mm. spiritual life and my work with Jeff and my inner my work my my marriage with Jeff. Um, and so his journey is mm. not my journey, right? And so we have to have this healthy differentiation where we respect and um, see each other as like fellow travelers in life. And so there's a, both a a respect and a curiosity mm. um, about the other person. And I think honestly, I think some of the healing work has been doing our personal work. I don't know if you'd articulate it like this, Jeff, or maybe have something to add to it, but our work has been um, both doing our personal work um, and then actually growing in curiosity about the other person and and knowing them more. So I think mm-hmm. as we've continued healing both personally and individual, or <laughs> individually and together, we actually find we there's more to know about the other person. <laughs> I hope I hope you feel that way about me. <laughs> yep. And um and I I definitely feel that way about you and I become more of a interested observer, kind of a, a traveler in your land. I'll ask questions and we have a curiosity and so it develops more of a healthy friendship and a different type of intimacy that we couldn't have really when we're stuck in stuck in some of those places mm-hmm. that really needed and they do need intense healing and attention. And so where we are now as the differentiated mm-hmm. <laughs> travelers going together in life and doing this and making things work interpersonally. I mean, and it helps that you do a lot more dishes these days, right? And it helps. <laughs> like, and so there are those a interpersonal lot of dishes. things. A lot of dishes. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've got a family of five, so we've got a lot, a lot yeah. of dishes. But yeah, I don't know if any of that, if that makes sense, but it really, totally. that has been a really key piece, I think, of healing for both of us. Like, we are separate, like, yeah, I'll use that word again, the differentiation. And so yeah. I can do my healing work. And I think also what's been built over time between us, I'm just realizing this now as the external processor that you probably realize I am right now after listening to this podcast, but is the trust because I trust he's doing his work. Um, and I think he, I think you, Jeff, trust I'm doing my work, right? Yeah. And so as we begin to grow in that trust, you, we have less and less need to get in the tentacles of like telling you what you need to do and what I need to do. But mm-hmm. there's like a rhythm and we know like he's doing his work. I'm doing my work. I need to say if something's bothering me, um, I don't control the outcome of that. But if it's, you know, part of our growth is spurred on by the needs of the other person, right? So yeah. I need I need you to know this. I need to know this hurts me. 
but we're still traveling together and trusting that we're both doing our work. After all these years, we've seen each other do the work and we know we're in. And so yeah. there's a fruit in that and a peace in that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of the, um, the boundaries book. Yes. Um, by, uh, Townsend and cloud, yes. Henry cloud, mm-hmm. um, the boundaries book, which I, I was just, as you were saying that I thought of the boundaries book and I was like, yeah, it's just like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I realized that I probably bring that up at least once naturally with pretty much every directee mm. I have. Like, I don't open with that, mm-hmm. but just through the course of sessions over mm. months, I that usually comes up of, hey, have you read that book? And um, that's kind of also what you're talking about, this healthy differentiation of like the the boundary of here's, here's where I end yes. and this other person yes. begins. And as much as I want to sort of uh, invade the border yeah. and set things right. You know, um, that's not exactly yours to do, which is a really, hard, I mean, that's, it's such a good mm. lesson. And, um, I think a hard lesson that even I, you know, my own marriage and, um, I think about quite often of kind of like, okay, mm. is this mine to own? Is this hers mm-hmm. to own? Um, and then, and then it's also really hard. It also fights, you know, codependence, which I think is a, All right. a huge thing. And, probably more in Christian circles, but fights the sense of like, oh gosh, if you're not okay, I need to rush in and, you know, I'll, I'll bend over backwards to try to make you happy. Right. Right. Get over it. Or help me not feel uncomfortable that you're feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or sad or just going through something. Yeah. I can't rescue you. So I've heard both of you touch on this and maybe this is, would be a final question I have, um, in the conversation and it's, I guess it's two parts. So it's a bit of a cheat, but the question is what, what does healing cost you? What What do you have to give up for healing mm. to take place? And then on the flip side, but what do you, what gifts does healing mm. bring, whether expected or or unexpected? So, however you want to go at that. Well, I know healing cost us. Uh, it was a little less because we had a group on. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeff. This is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always that, um, those places that, um, like I was talking about earlier, like that, um, are hidden or are not so hidden, but like, man, I just, I don't want to give that up. Um, but even more so, uh, yeah. So something that was pretty crucial on the journey was this kind of understanding that like these different ways of protecting myself that turns into uh, unhealthiness uh, were ways that protected and served and actually kept me safe and kept me from harm. And so recognizing that and then um, finding different ways (laughs) to do, to achieve your goals and then to, you know, kind of almost, bless that part of me and let it go and say, thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, part of me that likes to just hide and just <laughs> go away. Um, it had protected you, but you know, um, that time is done. And so, uh, and, and also to realize even in that, uh, it will come back because it, it was, you know, to think that operating that way for 30 years and having some little meaningful experience of, blessing in and sending it away means that it goes away forever. That's, that's also not, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I think just that, that it, it costs, 
um, losing uh, almost part of yourself. And, and, you know, people might say that's not necessarily true, but it, I mean, it is in a sense, you're, you're, you're kind of having to deal with the fact that part of you is, is uh, having to be let go. And so um, that's, I think that, I think for me, that's kind of like the biggest cost of just like, and then, you know, it's, you know, no matter how much on the other side, it's like, oh, it's so great. But you're like, but in that moment of like, oh, I just don't want to let it go. So I think that's the, that it's, I mean, ultimately it is, it is, it's been a much more freeing experience to, to live into that. But, but yeah, there is just that cost of just like, all right. I feel like I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> that that goes right into what I would say is that that cost, um, you know, as as Richard Gore calls like the way of things, right? The death and resurrection. It's really living that out in just a very embodied way through marriage. And so you're giving up whether ideas of the way things are right or wrong or doing however this is supposed to be. My ego, what I think I will die if I don't have, right? Because I think in so many ways, our imagination, we can't even imagine ourselves without this. And so there's a way in which our imagination is in some ways dim, for lack of a better way to say that. Um, and so once we begin to experience that, which I think is part of my own f- experience of faith and following Christ, is giving something up into death, which feels like an, it's like an abyss. Like if I give this up, who am I? What do I, whether it's, a, it could be like a, you know, a job or whatever. I mean, I, a way of doing things like Jeff says, hiding. If I give up my instant gratification of being angry about something that mm-hmm. feels unjust or not right, or, um, or if I give up trying to reform things, what is going to happen with the world? Um, like, or even just in my marriage or with my kids or whatever, um, giving that up, my imagination, if it hasn't been exercising that change. I can't even imagine what is next. And a lot of times, I mean, we can't imagine resurrection and the specifics of what that would look like, but we feel like we need it so desperately. And so that faith piece of like, I am going to give this up and trust that there is something that's going to come in a way of new life um, and trusting this like goodness of God, this way of healing, that this process of letting go of my Mm -hmm. ego, um, that there is something better, you know, you know, might be called the false self or the true self, right? There is more to come that I literally at this moment can't imagine, but I know it's the way to life. Like, I know it's the way to life. And and so doing that, you know, whether that means stepping into grief, you know, there's been seasons where we've had to, like, I have to step into a grieving mm-hmm. process. And I don't want to because I'm scared if I let the tears come, it is never going to end, right? And so and going through enough of these processes to know, like, mm-hmm. there is another yeah, side. There is something different. But like Jeff said, I feel like I'm going to, die and it, and it really does and so the the cost right and then to have the biblical spins on it right of leaving home like i have to leave my way of doing the way my parents did things or the way that i think are right yeah. because we did it this way or you know i've got to i've got to leave home again and again even though we're both in our 40s we mm-hmm. still continue to reimagine you know what that looks like <laughs> didn't, so we're just outing our age too Oh, we're doing it all. We're adding the Enneagram, the age, all the crap. But what do you, I love the, that second part of that question is what gifts does healing bring? Yeah. I mean, I can just speak to right now where we're at. I mean, for us, it, I mean, yeah. say for right. me, <laughs> I did say differentiation, right? So I won't speak for us. <laughs> um, 
I mean, there's just peace, which I know the nine appreciates. <laughs> and maybe, you know, it, for mm. me, peace is different than for you, Jeff, so you can speak to that. But there's more joy. There's more patience. I mean, really, what I guess I'm, those are all fruits of the spirit, right? But they're fruit. They're fruit of that, that spiritual, that emotional, that relational work. And so there's this it gifts. I mean, it, and it, it satisfies. Like, it feels satisfying. Mm. There's gifts of intimacy and just pleasure. Like, I really just enjoy laughing with him and just enjoy I feel like I enjoy yeah. Jeff more yeah. than I ever have in yeah. our whole life, dating included. Um, but there's there's differences, and and I still can, and we can joke differently. There's a lightheartedness, um, things that like if you would have told me that seven years ago, I wouldn't have even thought that could exist mm. within our dynamic. It it's been so heavy, so touchy, so angry, so like you, Jeff said, hiding and. Yeah shame and lying at times, you know, just to, to, just to hide away. And I mean, so many things that feel like they cannot, I mean, how do you redeem that? But it's, yeah. you know, it is, it is good. It is worth it. And, and so, um, I mean, and it's not like there's a landing place. It's not like it's here forever, but now the work feels normal. Yeah. Right. And so that work, and kind of like I said, with the imagination, once you can begin imagining something different, you can start to let go. Mm. Right. I know C.S. Lewis talks a lot about the imagination. Like once our imaginations are lit up a little bit, it begins to let go of those med pies, mm. <laughs> right. For something better. And so now that we've experienced that letting go and what does a little bit of that resurrection look like, it is it's satisfying and it is good. And so even though we're spiritually in different places or we're other ways may think different things, like it's okay. It's it's not the main thing. Um, yeah, obviously an important thing, but it's not yeah. the only thing. Well, and what I correct me if I'm wrong, but also what I hear you saying is, um, it's not the case that in year 13 of your marriage you've reached like the promised land, like the promised <laughs> land where everything's oh, no. good. But it's it's more that you have you feel you have a pretty good grasp on the muscles, or right? you've exercised mm. the muscles that it takes to get to kind of this peaceful, more connected space. And and what I hear you saying is kind of, kind of like, well, I, I trust that we can continue doing that work and have the tools mm -hmm. now, which I think is pretty incredible. Would you say that, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, just to, off that, like I said, I was thinking like, there's probably, probably like, it was five minutes after we hit stop here and I'm like, all right, we got to heal through that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just the, the uh, yeah, there's, it's almost like there's like a surprise of like, oh, wow. Like I was all ramped up to like have all my things that I have to play in my head to like work the situation, so to speak. And yeah. then it ends up yeah. not like, wow, check it out. All right, sweet. It's almost like, well, now yeah. what do I do with those guys that I had all the army of yeah. things in my head Defenses. I had. Yeah. Go out and play. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, we do play more. We play. Yeah, yeah. We moved to Colorado this year. I mean, that's a yeah. big, I know that sounds funny, but we've been able to imagine life differently, which, you know, the fruit of just completely unexpected yeah. fruit of of healing and of work and of things that you just don't see coming. It's, that's good. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it. Well, I, let me thank you on behalf of everyone listening on the podcast for sharing so much of your um, story. And I, when we talked about this episode, I just, I loved the idea of having like an actual couple to share their story. I just thought that would be better than trying to come up with some sort of like universal 
principles or anything. It'd just be better just uh, what, you know, what has it looked like for you guys? Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate mm -hmm. um, how much you shared and the privilege of getting to listen to that. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for asking. And I'll say, I mean, I, you know, I probably should say it privately more often, but I have a ton of respect for Jeff and the work that he's done. And um, it has been, it has been a hard one. There is nothing that has been easy here, mm. but yeah, I think we just have a lot of, um, and I don't mean to get all ushy gushy and moody. No, <laughs> we don't do a ton of ushy gushy in our really, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you quantify that. Everyone's different, but it takes a podcast. It, <laughs> um, I do. I do say, I, you know, we write things, you know, whatever you try yeah. to nurture the positive parts of your relationship, but I'm just, I'm super appreciative. And um, I mean, because I think we, we've lived in the depths for so long and had, I mean, I've definitely questioned questioned it to the nth degree. Like this mm -hmm. was potentially a really bad decision of my life. Um, yeah. And to be like, no, this is this is one of the best things I ever did, and I'm so glad I'm married to him. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, us. Okay. Good. <laughs> Good job. Uh. <laughs> Hey, I want all of you listeners to be the first to know about a very special project that I have been working on that is now out in the world. It's a five-day self-paced online course born from my own overwhelm, trauma, and anxiety. You can find it at meditatingwithchrist.com. You already know, because you're a listener, that I'm a trained spiritual director, and maybe you know that I have a degree in Christian spiritual formation and advanced study in theology. But the thing is, while all of this knowledge and understanding have been powerful, they haven't always connected directly with my trauma and with my deepest felt needs of my life. So this course was created from that liminal space where these two things about me haven't always seemed to connect, where all my enthusiastic understanding and ideas have bumped up against the lived reality of extreme difficulty and my experience with my body and my life. So what this is, is a five-day journey using meditation and mindfulness, the Gospels, Christian tradition, and neuroscience. I weave them together with teaching and guided experience to help you retrain your body, your mind, and your soul to rest in Christ's presence. I spent five years living into this reality, and this course is the product, essentially, of those years. And if that sounds like something that you long for, or something that maybe you just want guidance on experiencing, then I encourage you to check it out. It's at meditatingwithchrist.com. It's $29. And if you enter the code podcast upon checkout, it's going to take off another $5. So you can go there to meditatingwithchrist.com. You could read testimonials. You can watch an intro video and you can find out more. Thanks so much for listening in on our marriage journey. It's an honor to get behind this microphone every single time. And even more so when we share both tender and powerful parts of our life. And be sure to rate and subscribe us wherever you listen to your podcast so that others can find this helpful content. And we will see you next week as we begin our personal journey with healing in our mind, body, and soul.